You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, also known as your joyologist or the person behind the brand, your joyologist. Today, we have a solo episode that is I'm excited about because I have a link up for you all to write in at any time to get support, advice, um, and you can even do it anonymously. So I have three different people who have written in recently whose questions I'm going to answer you know, obviously this is different than being on a like actual coaching call with me because we're not going to be talking back and forth. They've written in a few sentences and so I don't know much of their backstory. But anyway, I hope that the little bit I have to share helps the person who wrote in, but also you because even if what they are sharing about is not your exact situation, I bet you can find a way to apply it to your own life or apply the... Um, advice and support that I'm giving. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, If you haven't yet, please follow the podcast or subscribe. It's now called follow, I believe. Leave a review. And if you do, you can screenshot it and mail it to me, email it to me at podcast at yourduologist.com. If you can't tell, I'm like overcoming some cold things. My voice is off and um, yeah, I'm a little off, but um, I wanted to make sure to get this this episode out. Okay. So the first one comes from confused and by, oh, wait, I just said that and then got distracted by myself. So yes, I'm a little bit of cold and um, also not always saying the right things, which is common. But anyway, screenshot your review and send it email to podcast at yourdoeoutjust.com. You can even screenshot before you press like send or enter or whatever because it might take a couple days for it to show up in the platform. And I'll send you a gift from my product line. You can go to shop.yourdoeoutjust.com to shop the products. So excited. I now have my favorite mantra of the any minutes is more than no minutes. Baby steps are steps. Any progress is more than no progress on a mug. And it has white, not the gold foil, um, which means you can actually microwave it and um, put it in the dishwasher. Of course, with anything that's like has screen print on it, um, it might eventually come off, but it's not as delicate as the other mugs I sell that all have gold foil on them. Okay, now let's get to the first one was written in by Confused and by Coastal. So they wrote, made a big move to help my family of origin. But in doing so, my own family, we kind of lost our truth. How do I make the confidence and shift gears to really do what I want and live my truth without guilt and fear that it could damage a relationship with my mom, sister, etc.? All right, I feel for you out there confused and bi-coastal. And I also, though, am glad that you're seeing like what it is that you want or are allowing yourself to try to see that um, and to see that, yeah, you did this amazing thing. You moved back home to help your family. and um, But you still, it sounds like, aren't thriving in that situation and can see that you would be happier and your family would be happier somewhere else. And that's totally allowed and okay. And that's the thing. When we make choices that 
we deeply know is what we want and that we will thrive in them. Um, but of course, there's often fear, doubt, worries, you know, stress, confusion. When we can make these choices, there is this, you know, fear of like, oh no, what's going to happen to my relationships, my friendships, and my family? You have your 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 family that is the ones. Sometimes, yeah, there can be some strains at first, but it doesn't mean that that's going to last forever. So your mom and your sister may be disappointed that you are going to move again, but that doesn't mean that they will never get over it. And what really, the reason they would be disappointed is because they love you, right? And so if they love you, they want what is best for you. And if you moving back to the other coast, I imagine, since you used bi-coastal, that's hard. That's farther away. But deep down, they likely will, because they love you, they want what's best for you. And if that's what you think is best for you, it's worth trying out and it's worth going for it. But the thing is, we are never going to enjoy our choices and our wants if we are stuck feeling like shame for choosing them. Like we didn't make the choice that we think we should have made, right? Because you might be feeling, I should just live here and I should just keep be close to my family. That should be what I want, but it's not and that's okay. So allow yourself to make choices where you come more alive, where you're thriving. Your family will want that rather than if you choose to do something that you know is not really your truth because you want to make other people happy or you don't want to disappoint them. First of all, oftentimes when we're making those choices, you're disappointing yourself. And I don't understand why we as a society don't realize how terrible that is to make choices based on instead of disappointing others to disappoint ourselves. Because then as happy as you think you are and you can look for gratitude every day and see how much you have, deep down your body is probably going to know that you're not making the choices (laughs) that you wanted to make. So allow yourself to make the choices where you're not disappointing yourself, where you're just trying. And that's the thing too. Sometimes we don't know. So allowing ourselves to just try and see, is this thing for me? You moved home. Maybe that was supposed to be temporary or you maybe you left it open, but you saw this isn't actually for me and that's okay because if you end up living somewhere or doing something or staying in some relationship or whatever it is because of this fear of disappointing others or it's because you think it's what you should do, you're not going to be your most alive self. You're not going, you know, you're going to be carrying, you're going to be carrying around a lot of weight and emotions that you might try to just keep shoving away and like, yeah, only see the good and all of that stuff. But you won't be truly thriving and you are worthy of that and your family knows it. So could it damage your relationship? Yeah, there might be some disappointment that could last a day. It could last a couple of weeks. It could last a couple of months. It honestly could last a couple of years. I'm someone who, yeah, sure, chooses to be a realistic. Those are possibilities. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be the years and it's going to be forever. I think that your family will understand and to remind yourself that there's, you know, the duality, the duplicity, there's 
there's space for both. So your family might be disappointed you're leaving because, yeah, they love you and they're going to miss you and they want you to be happy. Okay, so just remember, just like you are holding mixed emotions, probably of like, I want to help my family and be around them. And I really know I'm not happy here, or my happiest or whatever that is. So allow yourself to thrive. Your family will understand there might be some times where it's rough, because of course, they want you to stay. But please remember, they also want you to thrive. And um, again, yeah, like I can't wait for my book to be in your hands. F the shoulds, do the once. Um, I hope, you know, for all of those out there, if you order F the shoulds, do the once at F the shoulds, do the once.com, you can order it from anywhere. But if you go back to F the shoulds, do the once.com, you have access to three bonuses and one is a five part video series. And I do believe actually... I'm not 100% sure, but if the person that wrote this in, they did tell, like send me a DM saying like, wow, those bonus videos really helped me. And I have been getting lots of messages about that. So go pre-order the book if you haven't already. And if you already have but haven't claimed the bonuses and started the video series, go do that. Go to ftheshouldsdothewants.com. And that's, you know, I talk so much about different things that I touched on just in giving advice for this one question in there. Um, and I can't wait for everyone to read it and hopefully apply it to their own lives in, in some way. <laughs> okay. The next person who wrote in, I constantly struggle with friendships and how to hold space. My friend's son committed suicide at 18 and she is obviously grieving. It's been three years and she is withdrawing. I want to be supportive and give her space to grieve in her way, but I am worried about her and do not know the best way to support her. I have been sending messages, offering support and giving space, but I wonder if it's better to step back. She does have a job and family that supports her. How do you know when it's better to let go? From Kelly B. So this is hard, um, you know, and people who are going through challenging times, especially this this type of grief is really hard. And also, I think, um, you know, we all grieve in our own ways. So even if you had a similar situation happen and you're like, oh, OK, I know what can help them. We all, you know, we're all different. So we can't always know what to help. And I think that grieving is such a challenging thing and also just helping anybody who's in a hard place. What I have learned more and more and more, because same thing, friends of mine who are going through hard times, not this type, you want to be like, oh, constantly checking in on them. I'm sending them lots of love. Is there anything I can do? Hey, I'm at the store. Can I get you anything? This. Um, and I had a friend recently who was going through a, a hard time and I would constantly be sending things that she never wanted help. Hey, can I stop by? Blah, blah, blah. No, it's okay. Everything was like a no. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, she just wants to do things her own way or something. Later, it ended up getting worse. And so I did end up being like, wait, why was I just like waiting for her to tell me what she needed? You know, I thought I didn't want to bother this person. So I didn't want to like drop by or, you know, be presumptuous in that way. Like they might need their space. And again, there's no, this is one of the series, the should haves is one of the the series in the bonus video series. I didn't like, instead of being like, oh my gosh, I should have been stopping by. I should have been just doing things instead of asking. Um, I use those should haves as learning moments. So instead of 
pouring shame on myself for what already happened and how I didn't act or did act in the past, moving forward, I make like a commitment. Okay, moving forward, when somebody's going through a hard time or something, I'm not just going to ask, hey, can I get something for you? Hey, can I stop by? You know, like give them options. So this person, it's been a longer time, but what may work too, I love that you've been sending messages and offering support, but you could be do something like, I'm going to make up a name here, like, hey, Susie, been thinking of you. Um, I just, you know, found, I'm going to drop by with these treats that I think you'll like. <coughs> Is... Tuesday at 6 p.m. Is it okay or, or is it okay if I drop these off and just leave them on your porch? So you could try a dish, different initiative where, again, you're still giving this person a choice where they could write back and say, oh, no, like I don't want those. <laughs> but again, that could still be just a person who's just not used to getting support. But not to be too pushy, but where you're you're offering things like, hey, you know, this might be, for this situation, might be too far past. But like for my friend, I wish I had been like, hey, I'm going to bring you dinner. Is Wednesday or Thursday good? So you're sort of already saying, I'm doing this. <laughs> and they could be like, oh, no, no, you don't need to. <coughs> uh, but something like that, or even like, let's go for a walk. How's Saturday at noon. So trying to, if you are wanting to keep reaching out to be of support or show up in a different way, instead of leaving it too open-ended, giving them something that it's easier for them to say, oh, yeah, I could do that. Instead of like, let's hang out sometime. Hey, I'd love to see you sometime, which is what we often do for all, right? Not like just our people that are going through hard times. But to give it like more of a like this or this, like some choices. So that's one way to try. Um, yeah, this this is hard. And um, besides, yeah, we've been in a pandemic. So I think people have been going through even more in their own ways. So if you do, you know, I think trying something like that is good. It's not a bad thing to send people love and messages um, and so here's the thing too, like, I don't know what you have been saying in the messages, but maybe uh, if you are touching more on the, oh, I've been thinking about you or blah, 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 like just sending more messages of love and acknowledgement, like, hey, Susie, again, this is a made up name. I, well, obviously people have that name, but in this situation, <laughs> hey, Susie, just thinking of you, you were, you're and sending you, you know, so much love today. Isn't it such a beautiful day? Like something like that. So I think also too, when I'm going through a hard time, as much as I want people to like show up for me, I sometimes get a little like triggered when I get messages like, I hope you're okay. Or thinking of you, like the somewhat sad messages that I can feel like sadness or worry, even though I want people to be there for me. And so I somewhat want people to be worried about me. When I sense any sort of sadness or worry or concern, I'm like, oh, it like hits me the wrong way, which is silly. I know that's just how I react. So again, like focusing on the reaching out, sending love, sending acknowledgement, sending joy. Um, and also like to don't try not to take it personal if, yeah, like it just you know, the relationship doesn't go anywhere farther. She might just not have space for as much social stuff anymore. 
with that loss, again, with the pandemic, I think a lot of us shifted and were a lot less social in general, not just because we were meant to stay home. It's just like many of us are like, oh, we need more recalibration time for ourselves personally. And um, yeah, so to not take it personally, if for some reason, nothing shifts in this relationship. And so, yeah, and then seeing where, you know, like, too, if you feel like she's not receiving it, then when you think of her, then see where you can pour love and attention and compassion into yourself. I hope that helped. You guys don't know I'm coughing like crazy. I thought I'd be able to make it through this. So I'm going to have to keep cutting out my coughs. <laughs> so if it sounds a bit odd, that's why. <laughs> because I'm answering and then like, oh, okay, what was I saying? I just had a coughing fit. Okay, and I have another one. What are good ways to set boundaries, especially at work? I tend to be friendly with people, and then it's hard to be professional. I have also been a little more gossipy lately than I like. and would love ways to keep conversations on the lighter side without seeming rude. So... Here's the thing with boundaries. A lot of times we don't need to express our boundaries to other people. They're just like boundaries that we live by. So it could be like, great, I don't like how I've been feeling, which by the way, I also have, I'm not a boundary expert. I love my friend Terry Cole. She wrote a book all about boundaries last year. Um, There's a past episode with her. But I do have a chapter on boundaries. And for me, I was saying the way to you know have to set a be- set, when to set boundaries is noticing how you feel. Like, oh, I don't feel great after I talk to this person or I'm trying to get work done and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what can I do to so it could be, um, wait, I don't want to be gossiping anymore. So you have like these internal boundaries, internal rules. So, okay, if somebody's talking about gossip, instead of me needing to engage, then just, you know, here are easy things to do. Just change the subject. (laughs) And you don't have to, like, keep your energy up in this, not like, I don't want to talk about this, I'm better than this, but like, oh, I forgot, you know, and it's also making a quick, so you could change the subject to something else, but also making like a quick exit, like people are gossiping and then just go, oh, I forgot I'm supposed to send that email or whatever because you're at work or, oh, I got to go to the restroom. So you don't have to make it be like a big production or that you can say like something, again, keeping your energy calm and like loose is just, oh, I made this vow to myself to not talk about people anymore, you know, or like, so I'm not going to answer that, or I'm not going to engage with that or something like that. So again, even like laughing as you're saying it, so you're keeping it light and not like I'm judging you because you're gossiping, but like, oh, I felt like I've been gossiping too much lately. I made a vow. I'm not going to talk about other people. I'm not going to talk about people I don't know if they're gossiping about, you know, celebrities or whatever. So you can say something like that, or like I said, just change the subject, just walk away Sometimes, uh, like if I'm in a public setting and people are all talking about something and somebody or somebody or no, no, if it's like one on one, if somebody like asks or tries to get into a gossipy conversation, I just like won't answer. And then they'll like, okay, like throw a new topic out. (laughs) Um, so yeah, what are good ways to set boundaries? I tend to be friendly with people and then it's hard to be professional again. So these are things that looking at yourself and looking at 
what am I doing that I don't like? Okay, so what do I want to do? So if you want to be more professional, if I don't know what that looks like for you. So, okay, I'm not, you know, being as silly or something. You want to probably still be friendly, sure. But like it's you giving yourself your own boundaries. So maybe it's, you know, having times that I have full focus. I'm in work mode and I don't talk to people and blah, blah, blah. And I don't get up or I don't do this. I'm in full focus work mode. And then I have like this period of time to be like chatty friendly. So you're going to have to figure out what works for you and trying out different things. Um, But really remind yourself it's all about you and you can tell people. So that's the thing. You can bring people in these types of boundaries to say like you could even be like, hey, everyone, I'm going to stop gossiping or I'm going to try to stop gossiping. Is anybody else want to join me on this like little like, you know, trial? You know, you could make it sort of be like, oh, this is a challenge. Let's see if we can go without gossiping this week. So you could bring people in on it like that. Um, but it's you and reminding yourself how you want to feel. So that's a good thing too. Like, how do I want to feel at work? Okay, I want to feel professional. Or I want to feel focused. I want to feel whatever it is. And then asking yourself, what are things you can do to do this? But you don't have to make these big things like, oh, I don't want to talk about. I almost ended a friendship years ago because it was every time I saw this friend who I love, we ended up just talking about, it wasn't even negative, but like, oh, and you've seen so-and-so, how are they into it? Like, you know, we'd catch each other up on other people's lives that we may have seen more of, that we knew mutual people. And this is common. This is common. And even though we weren't really talking negative, it just didn't feel good to me to do that anymore. And so I was kind of like, oh, I can't hang out with this person anymore because every time I see them, it's like all we do is talk about other people. So I almost just ended the friendship. <laughs> And so I decided, okay, what if I just say something or just change the subject? So the next time I saw them, I did feel like, oh, how's this going to go? And as soon as it went, um, you know, they started to, oh, did you hear about so-and-so or blah, 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 or you saw so-and-so, what are they up to or something? Then I just, you know, I say, you can also just give short answers where I was like, they're good. And then asked like her a question about her life or shared something about my life. So... You can just do that where you just give like a simple answer. They're good. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's okay. Like whatever the thing is and then change the subject. But I think I did end up saying at some point like, yeah, let's just talk about ourselves or like something like that. So you can create these lines and it was fine. But I almost ended like a really long friendship just because I didn't was like afraid. But that was our relationship had been like that was just what it is. And I'm sure a lot of them are with you have relationships, you know, with a college friend or something like that. Then you end up that's just part of like it's a habit that becomes something and that we feel like we can't change those habits or that's what so-and-so does and they only want to do this. And we make up these things without even giving the chance, without even having a conversation, without even trying something different, without even trying to just change the subject. So try, have conversations, you know, try something different and see how you feel. Again, I'm so excited because my book talks about like all sorts of these things, obviously not these exact examples. So make sure to go to ftheshouldsdothewants.com. You can order the book from different links there, from your favorite bookseller, from Amazon, from Barnes & Noble, from your local store, wherever. Then you come back and you enter just your name, your email, and your receipt or order number. There's three bonuses. One is the five-part video series that you get immediate access to. You will get a free ticket to 
the live book launch party and workshop that's happening May 17th. Robin Euclid will lead a guided grounding session. And then I'm going to do an Unshould Yourself workshop, like mini workshop, like 30 minutes. And then Jason Mraz, who wrote the foreword, will come on for a little bit of conversation and a couple songs. It's going to be super awesome. The only way to get access is with a pre-order. And we also have coming soon an exclusive tapping meditation from Jessica Ortner to help you um, trust your wants and to move past the shoulds and into the wants. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, go check it out. Send me a DM. Let me know you ordered it. And uh, there is a link on the site and I'll also put the link in the show notes if you want to write in and for me to answer you in a future episode. Um, again, I have some new coaching options coming up for both one-on-one and group coaching. If you want to be the first to know, you can send me an email at yourdryologist at yourdryologist.com or DM me at underscore Trisha Huffman. All right. I hope that even one sentence that I spoke today supported you. Um, I'm going to end with, uh, yeah, like the idea of like not not disappointing ourselves. So seeing where are you afraid to do what you want, feeling like what you should do because you don't want to disappoint others when really you are disappointing yourself and remind yourself that we have space for more than one emotion and so do the people in our lives. So yeah, they might be disappointed at first, but they would be disappointed and supportive. That is very possible. Claim your joy, claim your worth, claim your life.